Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Charlotte. Um, thank you for joining us again. We had so much fun on our Valentine episode. <laughs> and um, Chris was a riot on there, mm -hmm. as usual. If you did not listen to that episode, go ahead and go back um, to the Dear Charlotte pod and look for that February 14th um, episode, the special Valentine love edition. Um, but this episode... We're going to do something very organic and let Chris respond to the, the topic I have today. Um, and what I, I want to start out with, well, Chris, say hi to the audience. Thank first. you. Thank, thank you. you. I, I, was, I was wondering if you're going to introduce me and let uh, me talk. Uh, go ahead. What you got to say? Hello, everybody. I'm back. So I'm ready for your question. <laughs> okay. So I was looking and I'm kind of looking down because my computer's here and I'll share this with you guys. Um, I was, I looked up the most Googled relationship question. And the reason this is so interesting to me is because let me know how you feel about this, Chris. Today, I feel like people don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, I've heard that this is a hookup culture. And, um, I also think that a lot of people are wondering if they're ready for marriage or not. Um, but I found this really funny because the most Googled relationship question overall in all 50 states was best dating apps. So first I want to know, what do you think about... What, what do you mean best dating apps? Dating apps. That's the that's what they Google. The most Google relationship question is... What are the best dating okay, apps? What are the best dating apps? Okay. What are the... I don't... I have no idea about dating apps. Um, I think... Is Christian Mingle a dating app? You consider that, yeah. I've seen uh, ranch women dating apps or whatever, the commercials. But what do you think about people looking for love on dating apps? Well, I remember when I first started hearing about these online dating apps, mm -hmm. I thought they were, I thought it was weird. Yeah. Um, the reason I did because it was like who finds somebody online like it was just it and this was, was back in the day too yeah. I mean this is a, I mean things have evolved it was taboo to yeah you so know, you found someone yeah, try to find somebody online like hold on you're in Fresno and you found somebody in Philadelphia yeah y'all like our boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever you are uh -huh. so that was weird but now it's, it's 2021 and it's a little bit more common I, I even heard this sounds crazy. I even heard of somebody finding a potential husband and wife on TikTok. So, you know, it can yeah, happen. Yeah, talking about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, he always does subliminal messages. He's talking about my, love, my mom, and okay. she found TikTok love, and she is engaged. Um, and she found that online. And we also had um, some people from Multnomah. They found, yeah, they found each other um, online. And I think one of your cousins found somebody online as well. And I know one of my friends found an online love. Yeah. Which cousin? I'm drawing a blank. Um, I can't, I, I don't want to reveal the name <laughs> of the cousin. <laughs> but it wasn't bad because uh, I think the relationship worked out. I mean, Shock to me, but I huh. why I find this so interesting. This is not to make fun of anybody that's finding love on dating apps, but I always hear all this stuff about how people don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. And to me, I mean, marriage is super hard. Um, and is it for everyone? No, 
but it's strange that like everyone is against marriage and everybody wants to be free and do their own thing and whatever but well, everyone is not against marriage well not everyone but okay. a lot of people are against marriage yeah watch what you say okay but best dating app people are looking for love so i just want to yes. know i mean obviously we just went the regular old-fashioned way of getting love and and that's the in first person. In, in person yes. so you'll find that there's more on how we met and everything on the first episode um but i want to talk about if people are ready because a lot of people are googling dating apps mm -hmm. how did you know or did you know that you were ready for marriage um i was always ready for marriage i mean look i'm, I'm gonna say ready for marriage as in the aspect of <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying ready for marriage in the aspect of like I knew that's what I wanted. Oh, okay. But I wasn't. Ready. I was. <laughs> hold crazy. on, I believe you asked. You okay, asked the go question, ahead. Right? I'm sorry. So yes. I'm supposed to answer. Yes. My floor. Thank okay. you. Again, I was ready just from the standpoint of wanting to be married uh -huh. and having someone forever. Uh huh. But I wasn't ready for. The obligations, the responsibilities mm -hmm. that came with the marriage. Yeah. Nowhere near. I got, we were, I was 20, you were 18 or yeah. 21? I was 18. Okay. 18, and I was 20 or 21? Yeah, you were 20 because then you turned 21 in August. Okay. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand. You know, we had a, we had a child on the way. Mm-hmm. And. The, the, the second, second one. Our second child. Okay. So, y'all, we did it backwards. I totally advise to um, stay abstinent until you get married. And then I advise that you wait two to three years after you've been married to add a child or two to your relationship. But we had already had one, was pregnant with the second one. I thought we explained all this in the first episode. Yeah, but I just wanted, just for people who are listening to this one here. Got you, okay. Um, and we're saying, you know, we were already on the second one and getting married. I mean, yeah, that's we, what people do these days, but we put in work. I don't, I don't advise it. No, I don't advise it at all. That, yeah. That's just our story though. Yeah. We've yeah. been together for how long? 21 years. Yeah. I think 21, 21 1999. So yeah. would that be 21? 22 then. 22. Whoa. We're yeah. making it all. 22. In April. Yeah, in April. April. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, when, when you're talking about dating apps, I think the world has changed. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's not taboo anymore. Mm -hmm. But all, all but the the good thing, I, the, what I think is a good thing about dating apps mm -hmm. is that it gives you more options. You know, mm -hmm. you know, take take it like this. So that, I believe. That, hold on, I believe in finding someone where you are because people are crazy, y'all. That's all I. I that's well, people I are crazy like. even where you at. I know, but at least you can know somebody's was, cousin or friend. But, but I was just about to give an example. Okay, but right. we weren't even talking about the dating app anymore. We were talking about are you ready for marriage? We were, but I didn't <laughs> answer that because oh, we weren't okay. in the first place. Right. So let me stick to, to the date now. Okay. So take say you're born in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Right. And you have a small pool of quality, quality individuals that can be a potential There's good mate. good in the hood, y'all. Don't hold even on, make I'm, I'm just saying the bad. I'm sure, I'm hold on, you said the hood. I didn't say the hood. I okay, said the bad but you neighborhood. Said a bad neighborhood. No, 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 no. You mean you thinking bad neighborhood? Meaning crime hood? I'm talking about bad neighborhood where it's just 
It's just a bad spot to find a good man or a good woman. Okay. That could be anywhere. But you see, you gotta stop that. You gotta stop that. See, you gotta stop that. And that's the problem. Listen, listen. Okay. You equate, nothing against West are you equating, people. Are you equating bad with being in the hood? You don't have to. That don't. Well, what are you equating? Them? There's bad know? in the trailer parks. There's bad. People. That's a hood. That's just the. I'm talking just about a, just having a you in a you in an area. Uh -huh. We live in a pretty good area right right now. Okay. But there can be just bad people in this area. Yeah. All right. So I'm not talking I'm about sorry. the hood or Go anything. Ahead. Yeah, you're doing a stereotype of your own No, no, no. Go people. ahead. I'm not, I'm not stereotyping So that's what I'm saying. People. Can I'm I just... talk, please? Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Thank you. So you may live in an area where it just do not have quality individuals. Mm -hmm. You don't. Yeah. And so it's, you're limited. Yeah. And then most of the time, you're probably going to settle for who's ever there. Yeah. Settle for the best of the worst. Yeah. But when you have a date nap, and although there's a lot of hurdles you have to go through to get to know them a little bit more, mm -hmm. to try to know their family, like there's a lot of background you just yeah. don't know. Yeah. But it does open it up a little bit more to a bigger pool of quality fish in the sea. That's true. That's it. It's going to take you a lot longer to get to know them. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, when you're spending all that time to get to know them, that it's worth it. And yeah. it ends up being something because... You can go and spend a lot of time, and then when you finally, like, really move in with them or marry them, mm. then you realize it's not what yeah. they were advertising on that app. Now, that's, that's see, and that's that's hard. That's difficult for me. Because um, I, I remember in high school, like, even going out with someone at a different school was, yeah, you know, it's like, you don't even know what they're doing. So I can't even imagine dating someone that lives in New York or New Zealand or something like that. Well, um, but again, do it. Um, figuring out if you're ready for marriage. Now, the good thing about a dating app or some of the dating apps, like I'm, I'm going to say like Christian Mingle or eHarmony. What I like is that they do like tests to test, you know, like your your love language and your, your values and things like that. So, um, when I'm thinking about, are you ready for marriage? Like I wrote, um, a blog on this. You can find that on, um, charlottehaines.com. Um, and I have like three parts to it, but the first one is if, are you ready for marriage? You have to do your own work, which I think why our marriage struggles so much is that, I mean, we're kids, number one, but, um, when we got married. Yeah, we were really young when we got married. And throughout the whole process, we had to like learn ourselves and try to learn another person. And so to me, I don't necessarily think that there's an age where you're ready for marriage or um, even a time where you can necessarily say you're ready for marriage. But I do think there are steps to be better prepared for being married. What do you think? Yeah, there's, there's steps you can take. But I think ultimately, um, you just have to find it within yourself to get to a point where you feel like, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be at this time. Mm -hmm. You can get married at 20. Mm -hmm. And then you could be like, for 10 years, next 10 years, what am I doing? Like, this is not what I want to be in. Yeah. Like, who am I with? Why did I make this decision? Just mm -hmm. keep questioning yourself. Yeah. And we we had, you know, we we went through a period like that for a long time. You mm -hmm. more longer than than I did. No, he was he's always acting up. 
in our marriage. And then he just, uh, and that's the thing. What I'm saying, do your work, like understand yourself. One of the things that I advise people to do is do the love languages test. Now, let me see if he even knows my love language. What's my love language, Chris? Acts of service. Yeah. He does not do that, but he knows my love language. I so, did not do that, huh? No. If no. I did not do that, you wouldn't still be here right that, now. My, that's, okay. Now, the other thing you'll learn about is the love bank, and that's how much, you know, each time someone um, expresses your love language, your bank is filled up. And y'all, my blink, my bank is depleted a lot of the time. I just stick it through because that's a mature type of person time I am. Time out. <laughs> cut it, cut it. No, we're, we're not gonna this put is this false. Honest. We're not putting this false narrative out here. First of all, <laughs> let's let's keep it real. Cause I told you, I'm not doing this. Uh, if I'm gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. I'm, I'm being right. If if we had it, if God allowed for it to be Nikki's way all the time, we would have been divorced. About a hundred times already. Am I right? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. So don't 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 get and and I've always been the one. Baby, please, baby, please, no, no, come back, baby, please, baby. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. I've been the one <laughs> to do that. And so don't come on this platform right uh -huh. now talking about you stuck it through. Yeah, you did no, stick it through. No, but I did. You did stick it through. I did. You, I mean, you didn't have to, you know, endure my begging and pleading. You no, but that. see, this is the thing. And but you, my, you, my point is, she would break up over every little it's thing. Not, it's not just little things. Every little thing. Break up, move me out, she move out. There's always something. And I'm, and I'm telling you, when I say it like a hundred times, like divorce was thrown at me every other day. Okay. If not every day. Well, yes or no? That is true. All right. Thank you. And I see you, but I always keep it 100. This is the thing, guys. And this is why I said I started Dear Charlotte is because one of the things when I first got married, I definitely um, didn't know like what I actually like. Like I just found out my, my love language um, probably about 10 years into the relationship. That's one thing. Um, secondly, I didn't understand that one of his love languages are words um, of affirmation. So a lot of times, you know, I just say number how one I is feel. physical, physical touch. touch yeah, yeah. So but let's not forget that. Yeah, but you know, so I'm just saying how I feel and not sugarcoating it. And you know, that that yeah, that wasn't, was painful that wasn't, that for wasn't, him. That wasn't how you felt. I mean, you would have did it. If no, no. And, and this is what I want to say about divorce. And I do. I also wrote about this in one of my blogs is um, to me. And, and this could be to a lot of people. Um, you might say you're done with the relationship or you want a divorce or, um, you know, you're not going to take this anymore. That doesn't mean what you said. What it really means is you're frustrated with the situation. And, with, and that's where I was. I was frustrated with the situation and I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't, and I also wasn't um, at the point of being able to be vulnerable because I'm not like a super, um, you know, kind of person where I'm like expressing myself all of the time and, you know, sharing my heart. And so like, if you're like a person like me where you're not super expressive and you have a person that needs, you know, all this expression and, understanding or like they're sensitive to what you say then that's something to really work on because you know to me I was I was really just saying like I'm gonna get out of here you better change and but, but she did get out of here 
Yeah, well, because yeah. I had to kind of try to follow through. Now, I yeah. didn't really stop no. lying. I didn't really leave every. It wasn't like that. But I did, you know, take the exit. She did take the exit. <laughs> took my kids. No, that was one time. That was one time? You, it was that like three was, different times. No, it wasn't. That's when your a lie. mom kept coming and taking the kids. That's a lie. That's a lie. How many times was it? It was one time. We didn't have kids every time. I'm not talking about our first two daughters. Yeah. Yeah. There was like three different times where your mom would come back. Now, the third time, she says she's not coming back. Okay, we ain't going to get into all the reasons. Because the real reason was MySpace. That's the time that I left with the shenanigans on MySpace and the social media dating apps. Yeah, those, those can be. Okay, yeah. so let's let's keep it a hundred here. He over here trying to act like I don't. She, I, I didn't take out the trash. That's, that's what, why she that's left. That's what we're here. That's, okay. what, that's what we're here for. All right. right. Okay. So there we go. Now you can be quiet. I'm not being quiet. <laughs> what, what no excuse? Okay. So I'm just we, saying. We can talk. Okay. No we're gonna keep it a hundred percent here. Uh, so like I said, for me, mm -hmm. and now I will say uh, during especially those first years, I was definitely neglectful. Um. And so I think like in a relationship, it's just really difficult because I'm going through stuff. He's going through stuff. He feels a certain way. I feel a certain way. And so he's acting out and I'm acting out. So like, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing to act out. And, you know, I'm like reacting. And I feel like that's one of the things that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't be like super reactive in your relationship. You guys got to figure out like how you're going to go about it. And I did find out that I should not always threaten him with divorce that's not a good thing okay what did you learn is not a good habit to have in your marital relationship um i got to a point where um that like even before all like a career started to take off anything like that i got to a point where i got tired of begging for you. Mm -hmm. Like I got tired. I just got tired of it. Yeah. And no matter where I would be, whether it was at school or whatever, mm -hmm. I was always viewed as one way. I, always, I said that. I, yeah. I, said, yeah, I was always viewed it. one way. I was viewed as this respected man mm -hmm. outside of our home. But then when I come home, you telling me how I'm not much of a husband or not much of a father mm -hmm. not much of a provider so it was like i would go from here outside and then when i get home it's like that mm -hmm. this exact opposite now i'm not saying i was doing everything that i should have been doing because obviously i wasn't mm -hmm. but we were young you know we got married 2018 like we still trying to figure things out mm -hmm. like i still got goals i want to accomplish she still have goals she want to accomplish so mm -hmm. it's tough like, even our backgrounds. She comes from a totally different background than where I came from. Mm -hmm. You know, I came from a um, uh, an environment where I had my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. She came in an environment where she just had the her single mom. Parent single parent. Yeah. And, and so, it, it, was, it was tough, like, to try to mesh all those things together and try to figure out a way. But, you know, but back to my feeling back then, it was like... I just felt like I wasn't getting the respect or the acknowledgement that I should have been getting here as a man. Like, because I've always been around my kids. Like, young, I, you know, I wasn't working, mm -hmm. um, still trying to chase hoop dreams. And so, 
but I was still here. I was never gone. Yeah. I was always around. That's like I true. was not an absent, absentee father, never. And I just didn't feel like that was value at all, mm. at all. And so when you when you feel like that, you I'm know, sorry, this turned into a therapy session. <laughs> I'm being real. Keep it away. Wait, hold on. First of all, it was what did you learn is a. Uh, um, you know, what did you learn in a marriage to, you know, it's not a good thing to make it work. I'm reading the comments. They said, quit interrupting me, please. Okay, what, but I'm just saying, see, when, when Chris is doing his podcast and stuff mm -hmm. and I'm listening to him, I'm like, did you miss the whole question? Because that's <laughs> see, not the question. See what I'm talking about? The, not the respect and look, not, look wait, this is what I'm on. talking about. Y'all can say can who's have, right or who's wrong here because I guarantee they were listening. I was trying to, I was trying I to guarantee they were listening. the path here I guarantee, and give you a question. But listen, sometimes you got to go off that path because you took the wrong path. You, you were on a roll, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt you, but then I'm like, this not even gonna make any sense because we're gonna be all over the place. No, it was making sense to them. They were listening. They were okay, engaged. Sorry. What was your question? So I'll the question, your question is: What did you learn um, through the marriage? Is the improper way to you know? I learned like a, that you have. I started to look elsewhere, whether that was basketball. Okay. Was, well, how is that helping the relationship? It's not helping. I'm talking. That's about, what I'm saying I'm helping, about guys. Helping about, like, what what is help? Well, to what improve our relationship, because <laughs> that's all the stuff that was wrong. Oh, guys. Huh. Well, look, I'm I'm just keeping it. Okay, but right. how can you? How have you helped the relationship? Well, I think what I think what, what helped is being vulnerable, and I think over time you became vulnerable, yeah, and you allowed me because I couldn't really tell you anything because you would just kill me and bash me. <laughs> And as a oh man, God, that's sad. not, as a man, that's not <laughs> a cool feeling. So at a certain point, you became a little bit more vulnerable. You allowed me to talk and tell you what I was going through. And you became, you became more understanding, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I think that's what happened. And that, that's what helped. Give me a smooch. I'm sorry. You okay? It's life. It happens. All right. Okay, so what I heard you say was that you were, so because I, I want to address some of these things. You said that um, early on and throughout the marriage, you were outside of the house, you were all the way up here, and then inside you were down here. Um, and what you did to cope with that was to not depend on me and my attention and affection and to go elsewhere, you know, whether that's, you know, playing a sport, you know, being heavily involved in your job. If you're a, a woman, women would probably really focus in on the kids. Or if you're a working woman, you know, focusing on your job or, you know, working out anything. Um, so those are actually things that are not good, you know, um, for the marriage if you're using that to replace the relationship. And what he said about me, it was like me opening up and being more vulnerable. And for me, that's 100% true because I think, especially coming from where I came from, and if, you know, you guys could let us know if you relate, but um, I just was not, I wasn't in a space to be vulnerable. You know, I always felt like I was watching out. I was 
you know, watching people. I was waiting for something bad to happen. And so, and also I feel like um, if you have someone that has a more aggressive personality um, and is more like combative and, and it doesn't make you open up so much, you know, uh, and so, especially where I, you know, where I come from. So it's, um, you know, that's one of the things you have to do in marriage is being vulnerable. And like I said, when I was saying, oh, I want a divorce, or I want to get out of this, I think, and this is for a lot of people, you know, I'm not really saying that I really don't want to leave you. I really want to be with you. I just don't, I, what I'm saying is I'm uncomfortable and I don't know how to say, I feel sad and and I just want you to love me. Like I'm not that person to say that, but I'm learning to be more expressive and say, you know, I love you and I really want this to work out. I just need you to do this for me or to say this to me or to whatever. And so um, that's very helpful. And like hearing him, you know, say those things, I feel sad for him. And knowing, you know, that now and thinking about what everything I did before, it's really sad, you know, it's super sad. So I'm sorry for doing that to you or saying those things to you. And I mean, I'll try to do better. Well, hey, it still is not perfect on both sides. So, I mean, it's life. At the end of the day, we, we had to, you know, there was a point where we both, there's a few times where we almost got divorced. Mm -hmm. um, the last one wasn't too long ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why I'm trying, I try to tell people about marriage. It's like, marriage is not easy, especially when you get married young because you're still growing. Like, you don't know what you want. You think you know what you want at 22 and it mm -hmm. completely changes at 28, completely changes again at 35 and so on and so yeah. on. And so it's really unique to have people that's been married for so long at such, such, at such a young, at such a young age yeah. that it's pretty, you know, it is amazing. Like, I'm not perfect. She's definitely not perfect. See, I got to definitely. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> He's not perfect. That's but, why he always in trouble. But, but you know what? It's like, there's something about us, man. Like, something about us together. Mm-hmm is a positive and it's definitely a positive for our families and generations and what we've been able to accomplish together. And, um, you know, it's like when you, you break up with somebody and look, there's always some room for divorces out there. You know, mm -hmm. there's some things that's done, some crimes that's committed that, mm -hmm. okay, divorce is in order. But, you know, for the most part, if you stay like marriage, you have to commit every single day. Every day. I have to, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think about, okay, am I going to stay with this girl today? That's a shame. And then to the next, to next morning, lie. am I going to stay with this girl he today? He thinks about yes, the I NBA am. when he wakes yes, up. I, <laughs> yes, he I am. He thinks about the NBA. I'm going to stay with her today. Yeah, every day, every day. It's, it's, it's a, you got to choose. You got to make a choice every single yeah. day. Well, you definitely have to make a choice because like really within the same day, you can love them and hate them. 
in the same exact day within probably an hour. And that's what's really crazy. And I think that's what's crazy about being a human being is that you just can feel so many feelings. And that, that was the hardest thing for me when we got married is, you know, I'm like a, I'm it's like, you do something wrong, there's a punishment. She always, she's big on punishment. When you don't she's get, big on punishment. when you get you married, you can't like, it's different. <laughs> you, you can't spank punished. them. You know, you know, how, like on that, <laughs> what was that movie? And that she put the baby well on the floor and it's, and beat him. I mean, he, he deserved that. But I'm just saying, you can't really do that in a marriage, you know, you can't put them in a corner, you can't, and I'm just like, how do you make them pay, and so, guys, that's, that's the main thing, I think, people, like, you're always trying to be, like, Chris, he holds grudges, so he'll just be walking around mad, it doesn't really work on me, just because I don't care, I'm just like, if I feel like if a person is upset, give them space, and so, like, it's not bothering me if I have space, but he is really working really hard to burn me with all of his negative energy, and I'm just like, hmm. you know, I don't even know why he mad a lot of the times. It's so mm -hmm. weird. Interesting. Yeah, but he's a burner. He's a stonewaller, you know, just mad, mad, mad. And uh, so I, are you, is there a way to know you're ready for marriage? I think if you know that you're willing to give your all, even if you haven't done your work, because like we didn't do anything. We were eight, 18 and 20, so we didn't know anything at all. So to me, the only way to be ready for marriage is to be ready to fight. And if you're every ready, day. yeah, if you're ready to fight every day, if you're willing to examine yourself and try to better yourself and then look at how you're relating to your husband or your wife and your kids and your family and your friends, then you can make it in a marriage. But if you're like always giving up and everything's always horrible and you're always a victim and you know if you feel like the victim you're gonna get out of there then you ain't gonna make it you ain't gonna make it in a marriage or a friendship or whatever you know so that's what i would say of, as far as knowing if you're ready because there's really you don't know it's like having a kid you can't you can say you got money you know you have a house you have a car you have a job then you get a kid you don't know what that kid is going to be like. You don't know how you're going to react to that kid or how the world's going to react with you and the kid, you know? So that that's my thoughts on it. What do you think? Oh, I mean, it's, it's right there. It's just the responsibility. Everybody mm -hmm. falls in love with the idea yeah. of what marriage is or what it's supposed to look like or looking at movies, thinking you're going to have this warm, fuzzy feeling. I have a warm, fuzzy feeling almost every other day. And it's because I gotta go to the bathroom. It's not because Chris, be quiet. it's not because of love. <laughs> and I'm just saying, love, you know what I mean? Like, now, no. Real. First of all, Chris is a lovey-dovey. Um, I can't be. Yeah, he is. He's just he's just putting extra on. No, it. I mean, and I, he loves all the hugs and all the kisses. Oh yes, I do for he sure. Smoochy. Yes, that's not. Yeah, and he's just trying to act hardcore, but no, he's not, not hardcore. hardcore. He like recently he's been over these years talking about. Oh, falling in love, real love, soulmates, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we we'll talk. That's another. We can have a whole episode. But that. he knows that he loves me. And of course, I love you. I've he been, sprung on me I went, like I a, got you when you were fifteen. Like a spring. I was seventeen at the time, and uh, I knew I wanted to um, have a long relationship with you. Then, yeah, I just didn't know that well, it, it came with. All, I didn't know it came with like 
all this. You know what? Because he didn't know how horrible he was going to be well, in the relationship. I, I didn't know how horrible <laughs> no, 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 some no. of your behavior was. No. Oh, this, it's, this is lies. You keep telling lies. You drug me. You 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 drug no, me. No, no, you. Okay. You always do guys. I I found her on payphones. There's still more work. There's still yeah. more work to do. Still oh, more God. work to do because again, but we're still. My, doing, I always have a count, I got together. a counter punch. We're still doing. Together. You know, you give me a boom, I give you a boop boom. Oh, okay. You know, that's how uh, I do it. But he he expect me to get a boop, and I was like. Ah. Nah, I'm like, pop, pop, you know yeah, what I'm saying? All so, you've been doing is fight me. I don't want to fight my wife. <laughs> I got to fight everybody when I go no, out he's in the world. First, as a black man, I'm in the world. Okay, well, he's throwing the first punch, I and I'm just doing my counter punches, and fight. then he gets mad. Listen, man. You can't get mad when you get knocked out look, for like throwing that first listen, punch. Listen, men want to come home and have peace. They want to come home and have peace. They, we're, we're dealing with so much out there in the world. That's true. We come home, we want to be loved. We want to be loved. By the people that we love, the people we but take. But you care must of. love that person as they need to be loved. So, guys, I advise you take the five love languages test and don't. <laughs> this is my special guest, but some of his advice might not be the best advice for y'all. It's, it's real but, advice. Okay. It's real. They, they can they can now, learn something from it, or they can say, "Oh, I ain't doing that." What he said. But do you agree that you should know how to love the other person? Oh, of course, no doubt about it. Now, then, when you know how to love the other person, do you agree that you should actually love the other person that way? I agree that you should try to love that person that way. Okay. To the best of your ability. That's good. We're agreeing on that. You don't think they learned anything from this? Because you, you, you look. You look a little mad. This is this is this is the norm because I. Are you gonna be able to sleep tonight? Sleep good tonight. I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna sleep fine. Am I gonna saying, be able to hold you and touch you in the bed? See, and that's the problem. He does things, uh, then and and, and then he wants to be lovey dovey. Listen, America. You gotta know how to massage Listen, the relationship. I've, I'm on her podcast. This you is know, not I the can, Bernie Mac show. I'm on her podcast, America. Everybody out there in TV land. <laughs> Okay, let's let's we're gonna wrap this up because you're doing this too much. See, I'm keeping so it real. so I'm are you real. ready for marriage? As you can see, you'll never really know if you're ready for marriage. Um, but I do advise that take your time. Um, and this is not even an age thing, it's really a maturity thing, right? Yes. It's a maturity thing and it's a willingness to fight. It's a willingness to fight through the relationship and choosing that person that you're with over and over again. <laughs> and um, also understanding that person's love language. So if you're already married, um, definitely figure out how they need to be loved. And I'll try to link that, um, the five love languages. You can actually go to the website. All that's on there already, charlottehands.com. Um, but figure out their love language. And like me, if you're like me and I'm not like really big on words, like I will literally write down things that I think he would want to hear and like just try to download it into my system so that I could be able to give out these compliments. And I try to be more open with all the love. Like right now, he's touching me a lot, squeezing me and all over. Squeezing the, just a bit. Okay, okay. Let's, but let's he's just squeezing me a lot, okay? Right. And so I'm that. trying to I'm trying to accept all of it. He's a, he's touchy. <laughs> he's touchy. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So, um, so I definitely advise, you know, fight for your relationship, learn about those, um, five love languages, not just what your partner wants, but also what you would want. Cause a lot of times that's the problem in a relationship. You're always wanting something, but you don't even know what it is. So you can't even relay it. So, um, I hope you guys definitely got something from this. I'm going to let Chris, if you have any closing uh, remarks. Nope. Nope. I'm done. Okay. All right, guys. So um, check back with us. We have one more episode um, together on the Dear Charlotte podcast. We may have one more episode if somebody treats her <laughs> man right. Okay. Be quiet. Right. So um, check out the next episode, February 28th. Um, and make sure you um, jump into that Facebook group and comment and continue the conversation going about the different things we talked about here. Um, thanks for joining us today. Bye, guys. Let me smooch. Yeah. All right.